0: Welcome to Battleground. Today is Monday, March the 29th. And, uh, man, what a a week, what a month, what a uh, past, I guess, 100 days or so for for the walking zombie. Um, We have a great guest today, uh, Jorge Bonilla. He is with MRC. He calls all the bullshit out in the media, so you guys are going to love today. Uh, He's on fire, never holds back, and brings it and tells it like it is. Um, But before we go to Jorge, man, I just want to remind you all, Everything that we have been talking about, the fake crap that the Biden administration is about, the fake crap and the racism that the left is about, the way they use minorities, the way they're using Hispanics right now with this border crisis that they have created, and they call it humanitarian when we really know it's not. They're putting women, children, uh, girls in danger into prostitution, into being raped, kids and men thrown into slavery working for the cartels the coyotes making millions of dollars a week hustling people through our border it, it is absolute madness plus all the all the people that disappear they get slaughtered killed and and have their organs harvested for the black market it is absolutely insane if you're a democrat you're a fucking idiot because you believe things are better and you're humanitarian and you're pro you know Diversity and helping Hispanics and minorities and everything. And you're really doing a disservice. You're putting all these people in danger and you're using minorities. It is shameful. It is disgusting. You should be embarrassed of yourself. Now, for our next guest, Jorge Bonilla, the guy's a stud. Hey, Jorge, welcome to the show. Here's your walk on song, brother. Thanks for being on board.
1: Thank you for having me. Was born. It's weird, man. I'm not used to having a walk-on song. I feel like an MMA fighter or something. Hey, like that. That,
0: that's and because you're the brother, you're on battleground. It is like being a uh, yes. UFC and getting into the octagon. Hey, brother, thanks for being on the show. Uh, you heard me spout a little bit of uh, a little bit of anger out there before you uh, jumped on. Um, didn't want to do that with you on, 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 you know, on, on, on the set, man. Um, didn't want to involve you with that kind of hatred, but, uh, it just pisses me off. Um, I know it bothers you and so many in our community, uh, but everybody's scared to say it, you know, everybody's afraid to call their bullshit. And quite frankly, you know, it, it really bothers me how they're using Hispanics, how they're using minorities, how they have absolutely zero, zero compassion, care, anything it is all about their political gain and at the end all about rigging and stealing elections that's the you know that that that's my rant for today brother but how dare I'll,
1: you ivan how dare you the kids, know, are in, the kids are in humane cages now
0: that's right brother
1: you, you know feel, I, do you feel the national healing that's do right you international listen that to steal from chum are you are you yet bored are you that's bored it. yet from that's all it. the national healing that, that is supposed mind. to happen
0: And and you know what? What's worse is, uh, you know, uh, now, you know, I'm going to get canceled, cancel culture. Uh, They're going to, they're going to, you know, personally attack me, attack, you know, any business that I'm involved in, any, any customers, clients, uh, you know, my family, my dog, I mean, the cat, you know, they'll run over my driveway or, you know, give me a lawn job. Who knows? You know, these people are reckless or crazy, but you know, it is what it is, brother. Hey, so. What a week, man! What a hundred days. Last week was, uh, last week was just crazy. It, it was just nonstop. And you're in the media. You, uh, you call, you call their crap out. I don't know where you want to st- where you want to stand, but go, man. I mean,
1: there's the, so much. It's dealer. like walking, man. It's like walking into a fire. Like where, where do I aim the hose at? And I suppose yeah, what I was taught at from from military fire training is that you aim, you always aim the hose at the base of a fire. Yeah. And if you look at the base of the fire. It's that press conference with Joe Biden. Oh, my God. What, what an embarrassment, Ivan. What an embarrassment. What a, first of all, the, the, what a contrast. What a contrast. Trump would just walk up. He'd have maybe a couple of talking, a, a couple of things he wanted to make sure he said on, on a note, but otherwise he'd just go and freestyle and, and kind of go in with everybody and call on everybody. It didn't matter if, uh, if, if they were going to ask him a hostile question. He called on people that he knew were going to ask him hostile questions. That's right. He would call on Acosta. He yeah. would call on Caitlin Collins, yeah. on Yamiche Sindor, on Wei Jia Zhang, and, and all these people, and make sure that, that he got those questions in. But what we see from Biden is that he didn't call on Peter Ducey from Fox. No. And he walks in with this predetermined list of down to the order and the exact yeah. people that he's going to talk to.
0: With, and, the exact, you know, with, with the exact question that they were going to ask him. And,
1: and, and, and the point for the answer. Yeah. Everything down, down to a science.
0: It was scripted the whole way. You know, so these guys are obviously fake news, like Trump called them for years, um, exposed them for being fake news. They they right. can't be called journalists, right? They're just activists. Um, how, how, how does your organization, you know, do, do you guys feel you're getting any traction exposing this to, mainstream america do you think the majority of people that are not plugged into politics day in and day out do do they realize this is all staged and scripted and
1: bullshit well if if you look at the historical arc of the organization and and now i mean not just the mrc latino but the broader media research center if if you look at at historical trust in media it is at an all-time low unfortunately because of the work that the media has done yeah. So I, I would say that, that yes, uh, our, our work did have that impact on on the American people. Now we, we, we sort of have to look at things a little bit differently. I mean, it's obvious that the media is, everybody knows that the media is biased. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows that the media swings left. Everybody knows that the media is activist. So it's not enough just to say the liberal media or the biased media or the left wing. Me- this is a full on activist media. Yeah. This is. Full-on media organizations that claim the mantle of journalism, but that are in fact little comms divisions of, of the Democratic Party and that run communications for the Democratic Party well, that's all leaders in Congress and for the White House.
0: That's all they're doing. They're just running comms for these people. You know it, it is. It, it, it is. I mean, everything.
1: American-
0: yeah, it's the communications arms of of, of of the DNC. I mean, it's pathetic. And um, you know how, how does that not get challenged? How does not not that not get uh, regulated or they lose their license? Why why does the FCC not step in and at some point say, you know what, this isn't journalism, this is you know opinion, and you have to call it opinion. You can't call it journalism.
1: Well, I without without getting too much into the FCC stuff, I would just say that I don't want to give government power that I might be used against me one day. Yeah. yeah. So so while we don't want that. I mean, the thing is that we have, we have a marketplace of ideas. We have alternatives. We just have to keep calling out this, this sort of collusion between big tech and the media. And, and that's how information gets out. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there is a marketplace of ideas. There are tons of just people like yourself, like our friends, Dania and and, and Willie and, and so many others that, that get out there and, and do their thing. And, and especially to underserved communities. Like the Hispanic community, like the African American community, like like the different Asian communities, um, and, and really get out that perspective and get out that media, uh, that alternative to media, that is that is so much that is so needed right now. When you look at corporate media yep. and what they're putting out versus what we put out right now, it's it's night and day.
0: Hey, so another question. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Representative Soto, I think. Right. That uh, that that was. Uh that was saying that there was all this disinformation going out to the Hispanic community.
1: Um, Darren's are, but listen, uh, Darren is my, my, I don't live in his district. I live in the district next door to Darren. Yeah. Um, nice guy, but, but you know, full of, full of wrong ideas. And this is one of them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately what happens is, and just for the background of what you've been saying, for the context of those who haven't been following. So, uh, You may or may not know that big tech was brought before Congress last week, and there were hearings, and there were hearings on disinformation and hate speech and all these other things. Darren Soto, who is a congressman from Central Florida, he represents the 9th District of Florida. Now, the great thing about Darren Soto is that he performed a tremendous act of civic hygiene, and he did the Republic a favor, actually, which was by beating that national disgrace... Known as Alan Grayson, uh, yeah. and, and stopping him from coming back into Congress. So, uh, on the one hand, Darren... so he's, <laughs> yeah, he's got merit, yeah, he's got that little thing going for him. Yeah. So, I don't want to I, I hit him too hard because he's done that service for the nation, that great service. But, on the other hand, um, you know, Darren w- with a smile, though, he does line up and and he does advocate for that same liberal, uh. Policy pooh-pooh platter of, of ideas, whether it be advocating for for Planned Parenthood, for, for wide open immigration, HR one, gun control, you name it, he he lines up with all those policies. And what Darren Soto did, he he went, he called up the uh, the, the the heads of big tech, and he asked them what they were going to do to combat Spanish language disinformation on social media. Yeah. Because the, the problem is, if if I may say so, the left is butthurt. And they're butthurt in a big way, uh, in a huge way, because they, they they the left did not prevail amongst the Hispanic community the way that they wanted to in the 2020 election. And so you had you had people that were tar- that were speaking directly to Puerto Rican communities, Cuban American communities. Uh, South American communities to Mexican-Americans all along the border. And Trump's numbers improved among these populations. Yeah. So what happens is that when your messaging fails, what, when the left's messaging fails, they always cry disinformation. We saw it in 2016, what they do, Russia hoax. Russia hoax, Russian disinfo. Oh, my God, they're doing it. So now we see it again in 2020. Oh, my God, Hispanic disinformation. They they, they targeted it. It must have been an app. How could it be? It's not possible. So what well, they want to
0: well, do? We also saw Cynthia come out with the same bullshit right over at CNN Espanol. So you know that that that's you know that that's what they're pushing. Now they're trying to push this crap that
1: well, she tried, but nobody watches them yeah. here yeah, in the yeah, exactly. crap, so... you got Yeah, like, zero ratings. I mean, yeah, no nobody watches them. So so it's it's it, you know
0: <laughs> the same as nothing.
1: It's it's exactly so so in on, that one on that one sense it it, it, it had no effect, but. You know, there is an attempt out there to try and chill the speech yeah. of Hispanic conservatives who who want to toe a different line than the orthodoxy that's laid down by the Democratic Party, by all the different Latino advocacy group groups, uh, as I call them, whether it be Latino Victory, the Hispanic Federation, um, Mi Gente, so many others. La Raza,
0: um, La raza
1: Casa, over in Maryland, you got Casa hey. Maryland. Yeah, anybody who advocates for the Latinx, if they proclaim themselves a Latinx advocacy group, you know that that's trouble. Oh, yeah, so, yeah.
0: yeah, without a doubt.
1: And hey, they're in gonna... media, Univision, Telemundo, and so on and, and so and forth. I, and I was, and, and you know
0: what, I, I was just about to go there, so thank you. Uh, you know, our buddy, uh, you know, Jorge Ramos, who's blocked on both.
1: Um, you know, that's like a rite of passage if you're a Hispanic what? conservative. Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, you haven't been blocked by Jorge Ramos. You're not real effective. You're uh,
1: wrong. Yeah,
0: that's right. But so where where are these guys? Where where are these people? Don't está Univision. Don't está Telemundo with the whole crises at the border and you know kids in cages, y los niños en las jaulas, and all that crap. Um, You know, I got I, I got to admit, you know, that I don't watch those channels, but you know I'll follow the headlines or, the, you. or whatever. <laughs> right and follow you and um, and you know they're 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 absent right they're not saying anything. Mom's a word what's what, what's going on over there?
1: look what's going on is that these networks help build the expectation among migrants that things were were gonna get better when when you know with a Biden presidency they're gonna try and and dodge that and you have Jorge Ramos every every couple of days he says hey uh, you shouldn't you know that's that's not a fair expectation. It's not an accurate expectation that that all of a sudden the borders are going to open up. But by the networks emphasizing what they called the cruelty, quote unquote, of the Trump immigration policy with Biden. And and I remember in the days leading up to the inaugural, there was a lot of talk about hope and about change. Um, Univision, they titled... Their inauguration coverage, Un Nuevo Amanecer, a new dawn, the dawn of a new day under Biden. That's amazing. So so this sent out that expectation. And you got people all over Latin America, all over Central America that watch this stuff, that watch videos on Facebook. We do like the very online political people get on Twitter. But the Hispanic community is, is on Facebook and they see these videos and they see speeches of Biden saying that that he is going to dismantle the enforcement trump's cruel enforcement mechanisms on day 1 he said that he said that to la raza yeah. as he was getting their endorsement they want to call themselves Unidos US but they're yeah. still la raza they'll always be la raza yep so yep. you know he's in saying all of this these networks helped amplify that expectation and so what we're seeing now is that it's kind of blown up in their faces so they're stuck reporting this as sort of a hard news story Understand something, Ivan. The networks have a direct business interest in there being a broken immigration system. Okay? We have video footage.
0: Explain that. Explain that for us.
1: Well, look, we have video footage of Jorge Ramos, all right? Jorge Ramos, in 2015, he went to Harvard where he addressed his daughter Paola's class at the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. This is like elite. And he even told him in that speech, you guys are going to rule over us someday. So he's addressing the, these elite Harvard Kennedy graduates. And in a Q&A, one of them asked him, well, what's the future of Spanish language TV? And he says, let me tell you about the future of Spanish language TV. So long as we have one to two million immigrants a year, the majority of which are Spanish speaking. Legally or not, coming into the United States, Spanish language media will survive and thrive because we do something separately with them that wasn't done with the Germans and with the Italians and with the Irish and all these other immigrant groups. There's a whole structure in place to sort of, and I'm kind of veering off here, but there's a whole structure in place to keep Hispanics uh, sort of a separate and other identity from the broader American mainstream when you hear Latino culture.
0: Yeah, they're preventing them from assimilating into American culture. That's really Exactly.
1: What about, so. So, so there's this, the, the, this whole structure in place. So as long as you keep feeding people into that structure, Spanish language media will survive. So what you have is an influx of new viewers. So on the one hand, that's good news for the networks. That's good business for the networks. On the other hand, they sort of have to cover it as a straight news item which means that they have to call it a crisis and they have to call it a problem for the Biden administration and they have to show the kids in cages and, or now they're in fish tanks. So it's humane fish tanks, uh, over in Donna, Texas. And they show footage of the coyotes bringing people. That's the funny part. The coyotes, the networks interview the coyotes.
0: Hey, Hey, by the way, by the way, for all you guys listening, I know, I know we have haters in here as well. Liberals, right. Um and, and, and when we say coyotes, we're not talking about the animal, okay? We're not talking about the animal. I remember during the debates when Trump mentioned coyotes, Twitter went crazy about people saying that Trump was insane, thinking that these coyotes, these animals, dog-like animals, were taking babies and children across the... Just amazing. These people are just buffoons, man. They're they're absolutely insane. They have no clue. They claim to be humane and 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 tolerant and all this crap, but they're just fucking stupid. Because that's what they are, you know.
1: It was it was Wiley Coyote from the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh my god! The wheelbarrow oh and happy rocket skates. Pushing yeah. a baby across the border. You oh, know?
0: Jesus. <laughs> but you know what they're making? They're making millions of dollars a week. I mean, uh, you know, Biden keeps on getting the, uh, you know, the, the the cartel award every every week, every week. You know, and, it's a
1: you know, it went up, it yeah. went up. It used to be. Look, we we have footage. Um, and I gotta send you all this archival footage. We have footage of Telemundo interviewing a coyote back. I think it was back in May. And they were like, oh, my God, business is terrible because of the COVID, because of the pandemic. Everybody's locked down. Nobody's coming to the U.S. So it's it's terrible for us. Our business took a hit. But we are optimistic. And he said, we have lists of people, hundreds of people that want to make the trip um, over into the United States. And we're going to raise our prices from 9000 ahead to 12000 ahead. And as soon as we get the green light, the coyote said back in May, as soon as we get the green light, we're gonna send them over. I'm gonna start sending those people over. So what do you think happened? Biden wins the election. He gets. He swears in. Takes office as president. That's the green light. Yep. That's the green light. So and especially when he said, uh, uh, "I'm not," you know, that he was gonna pull apart the enforcement. And what does he do? He comes in. He he tears down NPP. He tears down the safe third party agreements. He, he tears down, Remain in Mexico. Yep. He strips all those, all those enforcement mechanisms. That's like pulling a pin on a grenade, and and the grenade was there. Trump had the pin in it. Yep. Biden pulls it out, so the thing blow. What, what do you expect if you pull the pin on a grenade? It's going to blow up. Yeah. So that's exactly what happened at the border, and now the coyotes see all of that and say, "That's that's a sign." Twelve thousand a pop. Let's go. So they're coming down, and, and that's what you see now.
0: It's amazing. That's amazing, and we we've we, we've talked about the border and, and and you know the risk and the threats, uh, you know, and, and and the danger that all these people go. Through. You know, uh, all all the all all the girls and women are are told before the trip to to uh, get on, uh, you know, uh, uh, birth control pills because they're gonna get raped, you know, um, in the process. And you know, I I don't know, man, but um, I, I don't see that as uh, as humane treatment uh, exposing women, women and girls to, uh, to being raped on a daily basis for days and weeks and months at a time. And, you know, if they're really, if they're really attractive, they just get picked up and kidnapped and sent to go work in whorehouses. Um, I, I don't see that as humane brother. Um, you know, um, I, I, I can't, I can't take communion with that. Um, you know, I, I, have to call that crap out. I think it's, uh, it's disgusting it's uh hypocritical as, as, as anything. And for anybody not to call them out, especially the members of the media, uh, you know, the, the, the fake news media, you know, that, uh, that, that are really activists is, is disgusting, man. So, you know, I appreciate the work you guys do. Cause I know, you know, you got, you got your hands full trying to cover everybody really. Uh, Cause it's what, 99%, you know, radicalized to the left activism, oh, absolutely, you know, and then very, very little on, on the other side, but, it's crazy, man, and so so. I think you're you're telling us about an interview with a coyote um, recently, right? There there's been something that they've interviewed or or nothing.
1: Well, what 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 I was uh, leading up to was that on Friday, Univision interviewed a co- a couple of coyotes. Oh, they did. And this and this ran. Yeah, listen. When it comes to immigration,
0: I thought they weren't covering it. No.
1: When it comes to immigration, the coyotes will get more coverage and they will get more airtime than a Hispanic conservative yeah. that supports uh, immigration enforcement. Yeah. That's that's a fact of life. The coyotes will get more coverage. So, Univision went down to Texas, uh, to the Texas side of the border, and they talked to these two coyotes. Wow! And the coyotes said, look, man, business is booming. Of course, the guy back in May predicted it. Yeah. So, these coyotes now were like, yeah man, business is booming and it's because of Biden's benefits. The exact the coyotes exact words were, because of the benefits that your president is giving out or granting, these migrants have now been encouraged to make the trip to the US. And the coyote just said it as plain as day and we have that video up on our on our Twitter. Um boniajl is our Twitter and we've got that video up and um, it's it's as plain as day, as plain as day. Um, it, it's, and as a matter of fact, further along in the segment, we haven't cut that video yet because we got to subtitle it and stuff. But uh, the reporter, Pedro Utrellas of Univision, goes on to describe when he's asked, well, why doesn't Border Patrol just intervene and arrest these coyotes? Yeah, He's like, look, the border agents have said that they feel like their hands are tied because they don't want to go in the water and and try and go after a coyote and end up tipping the raft. The raft is going to have like a dozen people on it yeah. and end up inadvertently tipping the raft. And now you got to worry about people drowning, whether it be little kids or their parents or whatever have you. So what the Border Patrol is having to do is guide these coyotes and show them the safest spots where they can land and they can and offload their human cargo so they can go back on their way. And each and like I said, each of those is 10, eleven grand a pop that the, that the that the that the coyote got paid so along the way. Yeah, you know, they're making about one hundred fifty thousand dollars a
0: boat ride right across the river, and uh, it, it's amazing. Essentially, um, it's it's
1: crazy. It
0: is well, crazy. It, it's a great deal, right? Because he hands them over into custody, and you know they're gonna they're, it's catching releases back on, so you know they're they're getting caught and they're getting released. So you know, see you later. They're done. Yeah. They're Money, they you know, mission accomplished, right?
1: Yeah, they get dropped off at the McAllen bus station, uh, or some of them I'm i I'm, I'm hearing that some of them are flying domestic. Yep. And you know, if 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 say if they have family in Chicago or they have family in New York, uh or Miami, that's that's where they get flown to or they get transported to. And you know, that's the welcome mat is out, it's wide open. And- that's it
0: and uh, and and also the administration is uh now forcing uh, military bases to house some of these illegals and uh and they've yeah. also spent what like 80 something million in uh hotels to house these people uh, it's 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 chaos man
1: on the one hand you do the, the military's doing that and on the other hand the military is hiring diversity and inclusion officers for the special operations command so it's a weird displacement of where, you know, what are we doing?
0: Well, they're what are be- we they're
1: becoming woke,
0: right? They're becoming woke.
1: It's it's sad to see.
0: You would think the uh, military would be insulated from that kind of garbage, but uh, apparently not. It is uh, it is it is taken over. And We saw those hits, you know, that uh, that the military took, you know, directly against, you know, uh, a, a, you know, a, a talk show host in uh, Tucker Carlson. So.
1: Um, I saw the picture of this guy, and I'm like, look, man, that guy hasn't jumped out of no planes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. He ain't jumped out of no planes. What's he doing to SOCOM? That's not... no. I, I
0: don't know. You know, I, I may, maybe he got a free pass. I don't know, through boot camp.
1: But uh, it, it's uh,
0: definitely something strange going on there. Hey, uh, you know, go, going, back to, um, going back to the press conference a little bit, um, we didn't see a Biden who obviously was in kind of any kind of command like Trump, like you, like you mentioned, you know, Trump would come out and, and engage the aggressors directly. And he loved that banter and he didn't walk away from any questions. He took the hard questions and answered every single one of them. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was amazing to see that type of president, right. That was not hiding, shielded and protected. And then we go to this guy who, uh, can't even walk up a flight of stairs without falling three times. And, and the press conference was a disaster. The media um, is, is is totally dishonest, right? Because they don't sit there and say, yeah, you know what? Um, he is frail or, you know, there, there, there might be a problem. You know, you see them coming out. Everybody in the media saying, oh, it was a gust of wind. And, you know, it was very windy. And, you know, <clears throat> I think it was your girl Jen over at the White House who said, oh, I've had trouble walking up those stairs myself. Yeah. You know, um, where does it end? Where does this end? Where is this Where is this going? Where does this end? Is there an end?
1: So long as Joe Biden is in office, I don't think there is an end. And I look, it's, it's pretty clear. At least it was to me. And it was to you. And I can't say the same for the rest of the electorate, but it was pretty clear that that this is what we were getting with Joe Biden. Yeah. It was pretty clear in terms of the the, the lapses and the, the the sort of the decline. I mean, I've, I've, I've been around for a minute. So I've, I've seen Joe Biden's been in the public square for a long time. Yeah, There's a lot of video of him. Yeah. I remember when he ran for president back in 87 and he was having those fiery back and forths with people. But again, he has a short fuse, getting mad at people and questioning their IQ and that sort of thing. But to watch Biden now, and and I'm a baseball fan. So I remember when Pedro Martinez came up and and when he first signed to go to the Boston Red Sox, and he threw that 98-mile-an-hour fastball, and he would throw a curveball that would put people to sleep, and that little 80-mile-an-hour changeup, and he would just strike everybody out. He was something else to watch. And I say this as a Yankee fan. He beat us a bunch of times. Pedro Martinez was something to watch, but towards the end of the career, that fastball was maybe 85, 86 miles an hour, and everybody saw it, and everybody hit it, and you see the same thing with Joe Biden now, where that fastball ain't what it used to be, and that mental acuity and that sharpness is not what it used to be, that ability to process information. That's why his his recent interview with Univision was a joint interview with the First Lady, and the first lady was able to cut in a couple times, and and basically bail him out of stuff. Yeah. Whenever whenever he got something wrong, or whenever he she felt that he was ebbing, she would come in, and she did that on a number of occasions. But in a presidential press conference, you cannot have the first lady in the bullpen. Right. So so there were, from what Peter Ducey of Fox reported, there were a number of aides positioned all over the all over the. Uh, all over the room in the White House. And Biden had these visual aids and these memory aids to assist him as he sort of went through this this press conference, which I thought was was painful. And for the media to say that this was masterful, that this was a great performance, That's and to was- try and redirect by by hit by hitting their fellow journalists. How dare you ask questions about the border or about this? That was just awful to watch. All around, it's like state media trying to cover Dude, it, it, it.
0: It was uh, it, it a uh, Cuban propaganda TV, that's what it was. It, it was absolutely insane. And uh, yeah. no it, I, I just keep on asking myself, and like I was asking you, is wh- where when does this end and, or where? I mean, I doubt they believe that the U.S. will turn into Cuba, um, or, or the Soviet Union because that will never happen. We, I think. The lawful gun owners in this country own over 300 million, you know, weapons and probably over a trillion, you know, ammunition. Uh, You know, we're not giving up the country to communists. Right. So that'll never happen ever. Um, But where, where does it end? I mean, it, it's got to end somewhere. They can't, you know, and, and for Biden to sit there and say, well, maybe there won't even be a Republican Party. So these guys are with their cancel culture and everything they're pushing they just want to exterminate and shut up the opposition They don't want anybody to oppose them and they're going to quiet them shun them take them out of business, arrest them do whatever kill them who knows I mean this is this is Soviet Union style crap this is Cuba style crap talk to any Cuban um they'll tell you this is exactly the type of shit that happened in Cuba
1: there's a lot, there is a lot, uh, there's a big effort to silence dissent Yep. and to quell dissent and to quiet dissent. And we see that in media. We see that in entertainment. We see that in culture. Um, and that's beginning to make its way into politics with, with measures like, uh, HR1, to be honest, oh, yeah. HR1 is a big one. Um,
0: that'll, that'll convert us into Venezuela, man. Like I was telling you before. You know?
1: Quickly, quickly, That's I call it the Make America Venezuela Act, H.R. 1, yep. um, and you see the effort to, to promote H.R. 1, while at the same time malign um, some of these voter reform initiatives and electoral reform initiatives in other states, like the Georgia law, the Florida law. There's a Florida law also that's coming down the pike um, as well. You got some good people uh, behind that bill. And th- that's part of a greater effort to, to yes, to consolidate political power. To leverage uh, what's going on into into a situation where political power is is consolidated, and that just can't um, continue to be allowed to stand. So it's it's up to us, really, <laughs> to, to hold media accountable, to to continue to to present alternatives First, in that marketplace of ideas for people, and um, and continue to resist. That's what it's gonna take.
0: I was having a Marco moment, man. Sorry about that. But uh,
1: yeah.
0: hey, so so, perfect. So we gotta hold the media accountable, okay? But what's what's the uh, wh- what's the consequence? Because nothing's happening.
1: What do you mean when you
0: say consequence? I mean, you, what know, do you mean y- you guys are doing a hell of a job. I mean, if it weren't for you guys, probably a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't see the bullshit. But right. what's the consequences? Okay, we can sit there and say CNN lost fifty percent of their ratings uh things like that um but does that change them does that make them change and it doesn't appear so right
1: i don't i don't know that it makes them change but in in the manner in which we directly engage the public it shows the public that they've changed and then that in turn uh, facilitates
0: has the public changed
1: i think i think the public has you think to an extent, the public is more. I mean, there's still work to be done. Obviously, there's always work to be done, but I'm certainly the public is aware, aware be, that the media. Corrupts. I'm, not, I'm
0: not trying to put you on the spot here, bud. No, uh, you know what, what? What I'm saying is, you 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 go on social media, you go anywhere you want, and um, and you see the crazies. You know, they they become more radicalized than ever before. Than ever before, right. you have these shitbirds you know, like Lincoln Project and Alumni 43 and the, the rest of the rhinos that were anti-Trump and, and at any cost, at any cost, they worked and colluded to take out the president of the United States. And we right. saw it in the Time article, right? Uh, you know, they told they, they us exactly how they did it, how they colluded, who the players were, everything. Um. So if, if the idea was to take out this horrible orange man you know, orange man bad. Okay, he's gone. Now what? If they're not calling out Biden for the policies, first of all, let's keep it at the policy level, which are dis- a disaster. You know, aren't they? They haven't changed a bit, right? They haven't changed a bit just by staying quiet. So, what, th- what they're demonstrating is that they had just a personal problem with the former president of the United States, they didn't like his style and they just wanted them gone. And now that well, this government they, is there and the policies are, are destructive to the country, they're just sitting quiet and not saying anything. You know, well, they like, didn't like, like the president. Like, like Maria just said, you know, it's, it's, it's un-American, right? They are un-American. I, I, absolutely, Maria. And, you know, and, and that's the biggest problem, that nobody's coming out. You don't see any of these rhinos coming out and, and hitting the Biden administration and saying, you know what, HR1, that's insane you know, the Keystone Pipeline, the border, you know, where's Joe Scarborough on the border? You know, where are all these, you know, so-called conservatives? Where's uh, Bill Crystal? Where, where are all these rhinos, anti-Trumpers? Um, they're nowhere, right? Where's all the people from Alumni 43? What about the pedophiles over at Lincoln Project? Um, you know, that, that that's what I mean, you know, and then you have the so-called, the so-called not crazies, democrats that you know the centrist you know that are not you know uh partisan they just didn't like trump you know uh who are now quiet who are not saying they can't say one single positive thing about joe biden so they just stay quiet and it's like they disappeared like they're dead but right. you know every now and then you'll see pictures of like a soccer game or a fucking dog right but that's it you know what, what happened to Biden? You know, every every two and a half minutes, you could count on them posting something about Trump for four years, and now nothing. Yeah. So, so well, again, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but how have people changed? I I, I don't see that, man. I just don't see it. You know, in that in that, I, well, in, in that speak, sense, in yeah, that I, sense,
1: what has changed is is the circumstances around the gimmick, and you cited a lot of good examples. Um. People who were Republicans at one time and who helped elect Republicans and get Republicans into office who now have to deal with Biden and and all these other things that are going on. That's on them. Yeah. So that's why you see a lot of quiet, a lot of a lot of silence, a lot of sort of strategic withdrawal, because now they have to defend the kids in cages, and they have to defend um, all the stuff that's going on, trans yeah, kids going to school. H.R. 1, and you know. The, on H.R. 1. Yeah, and
0: the COVID, and you know, everything, yeah.
1: And so in that sense, people kind of, you know, there's sort of this period of adjustment to to a new presidency. Um, but no, if, if somebody was never, if they invested so much of their personal and public persona and to being never never ever Trump and working to elect Joe Biden, that's that's kind of hard to sort of come back to. You know what I mean? That's very hard to come back to. So I don't I don't foresee people in, in that regard in the very public political, very public persona people that you see on TV kind of sense. Now there may well be people who supported Trump who voted for Biden. And now see the stuff that's happening on the border. And now, um, you know, they see that gas prices have gone up close to a dollar a gallon in some places and how that affects products and services and all these other things. And that will be horrified uh, with Biden's performance and will counter correct that the next time, you know, at the midterm election. There is some of that, I think.
0: So, so the other question is this, Right. If, um, I guess it's it's not really, it's a statement with a question, right? So, um, I I think all this is really about losing, you know, a percentage of the black vote and the Hispanic vote. Um, they, they felt, they feel like they own those two demographics. Oh, absolutely. And, and that, uh, you know, shame on them, shame on us for for not supporting a radical liberal agenda. And having Trump move the needle with blacks and having moved it with Latinos um, irks them. It pisses them off, quite frankly. And, uh, and now I think they're going to start coming hard, hard after people like me, you, Willie, Dania, you know, et cetera, et cetera, Alfonso, everybody else. You know, Maria's on there every day. You know, fighting the good fight as well. You know, and they're going to start coming out after everybody. You know, um, I, I I don't see that uh, getting easier. I see that now clamping down as hard as they can before 2022, and especially for t- before 2024, they're going to try and shut everybody in Hispanic media that is conservative. They're going to try and shut us all out. I mean, you look at CNN Espanol. Who do they have before? You know, I used to be there all the time, and then you know. That 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 ended, and they brought in you know other people that were anti-Trumpers. Uh, we had right. our friend Alonzo who used to go there as well, who you know wasn't as combative as I was, but you know he made his points and scored his points. And you know they stopped inviting him as well and others, right? Because now right. it's about controlling a narrative. They're going to eliminate and shut out anybody that dissents and is against their radical agenda. And I don't know, quite frankly, how you're going to be able to get around that. Um, I don't know. Have you guys been banned at all by Twitter or Facebook or or any of that, or or that hasn't happened yet? No, that hasn't happened. (laughs) Didn't MRC in English get hit once or no?
1: Um, they they may have any time. There's been some discrepancy. We've cleared it up, but we haven't gotten hit. MRC Latino hasn't gotten hit. But to answer your question, um, and yeah, I expect to see more of that. And yep. to answer Maria Her's question just yep. right now that popped up on the live, yep. um, we kind of went back and addressed this a little bit earlier with Darren Soto and the whole congressional hearing um, trying to cowl social media into uh, attacking, quote-unquote, disinformation. Look, disinformation to them is going to be anything that doesn't square with that left narrative of, of what things are supposed to be. So guys like myself, guys like Ivan. Like Dania, like Willie, like Maria, um, like Alfonso, like everybody else. Yeah, we're gonna be targets. We we understand that. Um, but at the same time, we you know, we believe that this country is worth fighting for and we're gonna continue to engage in the battle place of ideas. And yes, I think we do have to expect that as 2022 approaches, yeah. as 2024 approaches. There is going to be greater scrutiny of, of Spanish language outlets. Yeah. Um, there can only be strength in numbers. Yeah, And the only, you know, they may shut down one or two of us, but they can't get all of us. Yeah. And yeah. they won't get all of us. Yeah. So so that's that's the key there. So just to continue, continue to the develop fight. And continue help the fight. The yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stay after it. If you quit, yep. if you quit. And in Paris, then in effect, you let them shut you down.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know what? Steve Harvey says something, uh, you know, very, very, very cool, very, very true. He says, everybody has a turn back moment, right? Right. Says, you know, a turn back moment when you either quit or you go forward. You yes. know, he says, you know, if you quit, there's a hundred percent chance that whatever you're trying to accomplish will never happen. It will yep. never, ever happen. Right. But if you keep going forward, you know, that possibility will always remain there. You know, exactly. and, and that's the same thing is, you know, you can't quit. You got to, you got to quit fighting. You got to, you, you got you to gotta stop. Uh, I mean, continue fighting, not give up. And, uh, Hey man, if they're putting you through hell, just keep on going. Right. Why stop? Yeah, keep, Who yeah, yeah, to keep running. Running? Right. So, you know, so that, that, that's really what it comes down to. I think, um, uh, I think, you know, the, the, the fight's going to be really interesting. It's going to be, you know, uh, really fun. 2022 is going to be significant. I think, especially, yeah. especially in, uh, in, in, in our home state, man, our beloved Florida, Yes, uh, we yeah. saw the St. Petersburg uh, uh, poll. Um, I, think oh, you, I, I think you fell off your chair laughing. Um, you know, I, I I was laughing for a little bit and then did a, a couple of shots of tequila and said, "Wow, I mean, the lunacy is just out of control." Uh, Trump won Florida by over five points. I don't see. Uh, I don't see that race being less than less than one percent. That's bullshit. No, yeah,
1: three three at best. Look, w- w- in in the twenty eighteen gubernatorial. It was DeSantis and it was Andrew Gillum. So that was kind of a generic, because they both had, didn't have very good name ID at the time. It was like a generic Republican versus Democrat. And DeSantis won by a broader margin than the Senate race. It was almost like twice as many votes as as Rick Scott's margin of victory in the Senate. Ron DeSantis won by 30,000 votes, Rick Scott by 15,000 votes. Both of them were recount elections. So. When you look at the fact that DeSantis uh, has, has done the job, and look at how the media have come after him, right? Media have absolutely been relentless toward him. The way that they should be covering Andrew Cuomo is how they covered Ron DeSantis. There, there's no, there's no. you would think that it was Ron DeSantis that killed 15,000 seniors and, and crippled the state and shut down businesses. And had all the affairs and all and, the sexual yeah, harassment and, and, and everything and else.
0: lied right about the numbers and uh, and sexually assaulted all and, these interns. And, and, and,
1: and so wrote a book and, and did all these things. You would think it was DeSantis, the way the media covered him. But uh, I you'll see that, and I think you'll see the payoff of that in, in 2022. And that leads yeah, us to twenty
0: four. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, you know, obviously it's a long time from here to then, and anything can happen in politics, as you know. But uh, right now, if I was a betting man, the election were tomorrow, I think DeSantis wins by more than five points. I think uh, I think the president uh, is going to go out there and campaign for him as well. And uh, and, you know, I think the failed policies of this administration are going to contribute to a wider margin. Um, It's uh, it's crazy. I I, I don't think they can pass H.R. one. You know. um, Well. I don't know. I, I, I'm counting on Manchin, but you know, you never know. With Susan Collins with Murkowski and with uh, no backbone, Mitt. But uh, you never know. I mean, cocaine it should be able to hold the line. We'll see. I don't know. Well,
1: that's why really the filibuster. We've been talking about HR one, and we've been talking about a lot of legislation, but really the filibuster is the ball game. Yeah, that's the ball game because if they get rid of the filibuster, if if they allow, if Manchin allows him. To, to sort of do a, a little fine kind of okey-doke play and say, okay, we'll only do it on this. Yeah. We'll only do it on that. Then that's how Biden ramps through the entire uh, agenda well, and the entire platter. That's how the Trojan horse comes in yeah. is when you get rid of the filibuster. So that's really that's really key and it's really uh, a challenge to keep. And I would just note, I because I found some video on C-SPAN last week, it's worth reminding everybody that Joe Biden went on the floor of the Senate in 2005. And he said, this is probably the most important vote that I will take, one of the most important votes I'll make in my 32 years in the Senate. And he said this about a vote to preserve the filibuster in 2005. And at the time, this particular filibuster was to keep a qualified, eminently qualified black woman off of the D.C. Circuit of Appeals, it's Janice Rogers Brown, okay? I'm I'm old enough to remember. Uh, There was a little meme going around last week or the week before last, when did you get radicalized? For me, it was when the Democrats did Miguel Estrada the way they did. Yeah, yeah. And they did Janice Rogers Brown that way for a while, up until 2005. Just remember this, Joe Biden gave a speech on the floor of the Senate defending his ability to filibuster a black woman off of the D.C. Circuit of Appeals because George W. Bush could not be allowed to appoint possibly a black woman to the Supreme Court or a Hispanic man to the Supreme Court. That's why Schumer filibustered Miguel Estrada. So for the Democrats now to turn around and say that the filibuster is Jim Crow and that it is racist and for the media to allow them to say that without calling them out on that—that's how you know how far they've gone, and and how far off the clip the media have gone.
0: Completely. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's embarrassing, man. And then you got a t- you got a tough job, uh, but uh, but somebody's got to do it, right? Somebody.
1: I'm a happy warrior. Hey, that's you how know, you got to do it. it.
0: You know, and and I hate to go back here, you know, uh, on 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 where it ends. I think I think where it ends is if. It ends, it ends in votes, right? I think if we defeat the left, if we defeat cultural Marxism, if we defeat socialism in the ballot box and defeat it, you know, decisively, I think that's where it ends. Because at that point, um, if the majority of the country in a decisive way rejects that ideology, the media or the fake news media would have to would have to tone down their rhetoric and they would have to go back to hiding like they were in the 70s and 80s right where they went where they weren't you know openly embracing socialism, Marxism and the left and they were pretending at least to be non-biased. Um, so there was fair reporting right and if you look at some of those numbers you probably know them by heart you know what what is the negative hit reporting on on Republican presidents for the past? You know, 20 years outside of Trump, it's about 55%, 40, 41, 40, 42% negative for for Democrats, right? It's always been partial, you know, they've always been biased, you know, or favorable to the Democrats, unfavorable to Republicans, but kept it within, you know, a 10-point spread. But with Trump, it was always over 90% negative hits.
1: 96%.
0: I mean, that's insane, 96%, yeah. It's insane.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. If,
0: but, yeah. if they would have followed the same 55%, dude, Trump would have won by a landslide, like you know, I don't, I don't know, like 50 states to one or something. You know, it would have been it would have been slaughter. Well, uh, look at the
1: hunter look, look at the hunter biden story. This was something that was cited uh on Fox News this morning. But the Hunter Biden story, where the media and, and media and big tech came together and colluded uh to suppress that Hunter Biden story. We did a study that showed that if people had seen that story, if they were allowed to see that story, one out of six voters would not have voted for Joe Biden. That would have flipped Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin for sure. And even Pennsylvania. And that's your ballgame right there.
0: Yeah, it was over. It was over. over.
1: That's a wrap. They
0: They suppressed that. And that's, and that's shameful, man. That's disgusting. And I think Jack, uh, you know, I think Jack actually, uh, said that, that he, he was, uh, he was sorry that he actually suppressed that story. I think he said that yesterday.
1: Oh,
0: uh, sure he is. But on a very sad, sad, but yet funny meme, um, you know, just think, somewhere, there's a two-year-old little girl whose mommy is a stripper, her daddy's a crackhead, and her grandfather is the President of the United States, you know? Hey, man, I, I, I don't make these things up. They just happen to be fact. Um, <laughs> of course, <laughs> You know what can I tell you, man? I mean, if this was um, if this was Don Jr. or Eric or uh, uh, you know or any of the Bush girls or or anything, um, you know, this would be a scandal. They wouldn't leave it alone. They would be hammering it left and right all day long. We saw the Hunter Biden thing with the uh, with with the gun permit and see yeah, that yeah. uh, imagine, imagine that
1: with how, Don Jr. Just how come?
0: Nobody's it talking it about down. that? How come nobody's talking about that, bud?
1: Buddy, you know, the game is the game. If that were Don Jr., there would have already been calls. There would have been a protest. They would have done a lock it up hash, lock him up hashtag. And it would have been all over the place, all over the media. Mm -hmm. But that's the privilege. You know, those are the rules. That's the game. The game is the game. And it's nice to be able to, to have that kind of privilege where you can be the son of a former vice president of the United States allegedly lie on, on a, on an ATF form 4473.
0: Well, not just and that, but, but you know, the, the, crazy. the, 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 videos and the pictures of, of potential pedophilia, you know, and sexual abuse. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, it's pretty, it's pretty frightening, man. It's the entire,
1: look, the, con- the entire contents of the laptop is something that, that should have been reported on and that it hasn't really, really shows you the, the, the corruption. Of of the
0: media and, and you know what about all these other ongoing investigations um the Durham report, the famous Durham report uh we saw the president you know uh put some stuff out there going what happened uh you know uh w- what about uh you know uh what's his name lynn wood and uh and sydney powell they're having some uh some court cases coming up there, there doesn't seem to be a lot of media coverage on that. Uh, we saw some of the things that are happening at some state legislatures and some judges and finding that there was in fact, you know, fraud. Why, you know, there's, there's no coverage on that. Does that eventually come back to the media and hurt them?
1: Look, and a- anything that eventually everything comes out. And what we've learned is that there is nothing that you can suppress or that hi- you can hide that stays hidden for any period of time. Yeah. And as some of these more substantial things, come to pass and, and become exposed they will come out and and they will uh, i think eventually land on the media and and they, that's something that they won't be able to turn away from
0: yep my you, brother hey man it's always a pleasure to have you working people follow you uh and and get the real truth on 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 the fake news media you expose them very few people have the balls to put them on the table like uh like like Jorge does he exposes the fake news media and individuals in the fake news media head on, head on. He does not uh, throw those uh, shots over the bow. He hits them directly. Uh, he fires those cannons, and he is aiming straight uh, to, to take them out. So if you want to have some fun on online, on social media, on, on Twitter, where he engages
1: uh, a lot of these clowns, uh, where can they follow you, Jorge? You can follow me on Twitter at J L. That's B-O-N-I-L-L-A-J-L, Bonilla J L. You can find me on Twitter. Um, MRC Latino is at, at MRC Latino on Twitter. We have a Facebook page as well um, with bilingual content for those of you um, that, that have uh, Hispanic friends or family and you want to be able to get them some of our analyses. We are on Facebook as well. Uh, so that's an easy way for you to share our stuff. And we are at mrclatino.org. Is, is awesome brother
0: awesome, awesome. it's always a pleasure man and uh don't go any- well you can go wherever you want but uh come back, come, back, come back tomorrow guys with more battleground we have the great the great uh gonzalo abarca uh former well he's actually with voice of america but he's been with bbc univision you name it um the guy uh is going to talk to us a little bit about what he uh what he saw down in his trip to uh central america northern triangle and uh what's really happening down there Um, jorge always a pleasure brother and uh, i leave you with the wrong side there we go there we go that's the right one